Welcome to True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, videos, blogs, and commentary from a Christian and biblical worldview perspective. All right, this is True News 365 once again, and I'm going to add this uh, as sort of a part two to the last uh, podcast that I did on, um, and I titled it, uh, Ancient Kemet Religion of Esoteric Fluff. Ancient Kemet Religion of es- Esoteric Fluff. So it's, it's kind of sort of a part two to that. Um, I'm going to respond to a video that was put out about two years ago on this gentleman's um, uh, YouTube page. And I kind of want to respond because I really what I wanted to do is find the bottom line gospel to this whole esoteric spirituality, right? And uh, make uh, sense of it. And uh, because I feel like if it's just a lot of esoteric, uh, Gnostic, gobbledygook, you have to search out this information. And so um, I almost felt like there was no real central message. Okay. And wherever there is a central message, you have to kind of... um, Come up with it based on um, what you perceive that these ancient uh, writings and teachings are saying, right? So I felt that there's no real interconnectedness. And I think I in, in the last podcast, I mentioned that um, the claim is that uh, Christianity and Judeo-Christian um, writings derived from this ancient uh, Egyptian religion and so they copied from ancient egyptian religion and so i wanted to respond to this individual who basically makes a a contrast between comedic spirituality and christianity and he highly critiques um uh, christianity and he's favoring this comedic spirituality but let's see if it actually what he's saying actually makes sense Okay, so I'm glad I ran into this video because at least it kind of narrows down some core beliefs and tenets of the spirituality and kind of kind of rounds it up to answer the question, what exactly do they believe and what are we supposed to do? What's the instruction? What's the overall principles that we should live by? And why should we based on a godly authority or, or a... Um, universal authority which uh christianity bases um uh its religion on it really it bases its religion on that god has communicated god has identified himself and he has spoken through his word so it's concrete it's tangible christ is a man he he was uh, god in the flesh this is what the scriptures um the claims of holy scripture say and so it's clear cut. It's 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 direct information. It's not only the past, historical past, but it's also a prophetic future. You see, um, that we could put ourselves in, and we could guide ourselves based on the life of Christ and what his core, the core tenets of what it is to be in Christ. Okay, so that is Christianity, and let's see how he can compare and contrast this between Christianity and comedic spirituality. 
Hello everyone, this is Reginald Kuakaru of CometicCenterLiving.com. I wanted to give you a quick comparison of the Christian religion to Kemetic spirituality for those beginning their journey into African spirituality. Why compare ancient Kemetic spirituality to Christianity? That's because the Kemetic spiritual system is like the grandmother of Christian teachings. And it's the only spiritual system that you can use to fact check Christianity based on the idea of where Christianity originated. Christian beliefs have caused people to suffer all over the world. Most people in Christianity don't even realize the negative effects of Christianity because they're normalized due to everyone believing and behaving the same way. What okay, so he made an argument there and he says that people over the world have suffered. Okay. Now, I've heard that argument. Many people, many unbelievers, many people in the world will say that this is what Christian Christianity teaches. And it talks, it wants to add into Christianity by ignoring, by uh, um, uh, changing up, turning it up, the Christian scriptures uh, and doctrine on its head and basically say that it's for slavery just simply because we find slavery in the scriptures and uh, an honest and scholarly uh, look at reading the scriptures and understanding what has been taught and 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 recognized for uh, close to two thousand years will def definitely demonstrate that no, that's a a, 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 a very bad argument. It can't be proven within the context of Christianity, within the context of Scripture. We're talking about God is sovereign. God knows what's best. God is what who assigns the institutions. For humanity to live and thrive and to benefit from that's what we see in scripture but he's saying that um, what he's saying is that uh, that everyone is supposed to be the same well if we look at Christ who is the epitome of coming um, from God himself from the Creator <clears throat> from the messaging and the communication of God uh, how a man is supposed to be. He is the God-man, the perfect person who never sinned on the earth. If you look at his life and you say, well, everybody's supposed to be the same. Well, that means that you're arguing that Christ was not holy. That means you're, you're arguing that Christ was evil. You would have to parallel that argument with an argument that says that Jesus Christ and his representation in the, the scriptures, in all honesty and scholarly honesty, Honesty, you would have to say that Christ is that Jesus Christ, the man in the Bible, is an evil man. That's the argument that you would have to make. Because if we're all striving to be, love our neighbors the way Christ did, if we're all striving <clears throat> to love our wives, to love our children, to do what is right, to do unto others, and all of these teachings that we say that the, most of the, even the world that rejects Christianity say that, yeah, well, Christ, yes, and religion, no, you know, would actually say that Christ is the epitome of what humanity should be, right? And so that's the type of argument that you would have to make. If we're all trying to be like Christ, well, that's a good thing, right? So that argument falls. Do is quickly highlight some differences between Christianity and the African spiritual system of Kemet. Why? Because I've lived both of them. So let's Now, mind you, I have to, in the backdrop, um, towards the beginning, I have to let you know that all of these things center on an authority. What is the authority? Okay, concentrate on that. While in Christianity, we go back to what is authority, what is absolute, what is eternal, right? Um, God is eternal. God is eternally good. God is all-knowing. God is all-good. God is, is righteous, all-righteous. He has spoken. He has the first and the last word. He himself is the first and the last, right? Right? 
So all authority in Christianity is supposed to be in God. So try and notice um, every um, uh, ethics, all ethics that, that, that this gentleman, speaking for comedic spirituality, um, consider in the backdrop, yeah, but, but, but by what authority are you claiming this um, standard that should be perfect for us all to live by, right? And so um, we have, we know that we are not perfect. Everybody who's walking the street today, everyone who woke up in the morning, who brushed their teeth, looked in the mirror, should recognize that, you know what, I always have to better myself. Why would you need to better yourself? Because we're not perfect, right? And yet, the epitome of that which we call God is a standard by which we call perfect, perfection, uh, a standard that we should be looking towards to try to be like more and more, right? That's the standard. That's the starting point and the universal. So um, let's compare between who has that most, the Christian worldview or the comedic spirituality worldview. Start. Number one, Christianity wants you to believe in the absurd and not question it. Not only that, Okay, so there he's adding his um, his monkey wrench opinion and already labeling something absurd before people can judge for themselves and call something absurd. Let the people decide what is absurd. Of course, that's a value judgment. It's his video. He gets to do that. Um, but what it does is kind of just paints, um, it kind of, I think it's called uh, uh, question begging. Uh, in terms of he's trying to make an argument to convince people, but he's adding his opinion and not using the facts in order to do it, um, which is kind of dishonest to begin with. But let's continue. The stronger your belief or what they call faith in the absurd, the better Christian you are. The so the idea that anything that to have faith, right, is absurdity. So let's collect all of the uh, the, the the thinking and the the the. The, the principles and the doctrines of comedic uh, spirituality. There's certain, certainly things within that that one could assume is that one can call absurd. If you have someone standing outside who's a Buddhist or someone who's standing outside who is an atheist, they would say that comedic spirituality is absurd. So absurd is a, is a value judgment that people that you're teaching should come to that conclusion. Okay, they should decide what is absurd or not. Okay, so continue that a man was dead for three days and then came back to life is the foundation of Christian beliefs. So the foundation of Christian belief is a man that came back, was resurrected. He's talking about the second person of the Trinity who is God, okay, incarnate, right? So that right there, if he's saying that's impossible, but he himself is referring towards a God, a universal thing, right? A universal power that that, that created heaven and earth, right? Well, what's so difficult for a, a person, a, 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 an entity that can create earth and the whole universe and the vastness of it and yet cannot incarnate and come into his creation? What is impossible for an, uh, a creator God? That's what you would have to ask yourself. Christians pat themselves on the back for having faith in the absurd. In contrast... Comedic spirituality values experiential knowledge or wisdom over belief. For them, we all know from the beginning of time, from the from the moment that we've started to recognize um, scientific thought and experimentation and what is outside, that oftentimes, well, um, 
<clears throat> to focus more on spirituality and spiritual truth to many people, they would call that absurd, right? So you have to make your arguments first and lay them out um, uh, a lot better before you start imposing your judgments um, for the listener. And so what he's saying is that um, Christianity is absurd, but he's not really demonstrating um, he's not demonstrating it before he actually uh, adds his opinion. Your inner guidance and uniqueness is your true and may not be like anyone else's. So he's speaking about intuitions. He's speaking about exper experience. That's, that's, that's known by everybody. Okay, I, If I live in China and, and my brother was raised in Hawaii, we're going to have different experiences. That's to the measure of what he's speaking about. But that's, that doesn't go into... Uh, the transcendence, right? That doesn't, that's not in the conversation of transcendence. That's not in the conversation of what we call truth, right? Truth is truth, regardless of whether you have your truth and I have my truth. Okay, there is such thing as universal truth that should be universal for me here or in China or and my brother in Hawaii. There's universal truth and that's what really should be important, not experiential um, uh, uh, truths. Number two, Christianity demands that you look to authority for validation and truth. Because so we know that uh, as human beings, we have to grow up with parents. We have to go through college and school and first grade and fifth grade and kindergarten and college. And we have to follow authority. So the one who's standing in front of us teaching us has to be in authority, has to be. You can't impose your will upon someone who's teaching you okay the math student cannot impose his mathematics and his knowledge of mathematics before he actually gets it from someone who's in authority over him to teach him the same with parents okay you can't over talk your mother when she's the one that's over you the police officer he's supposed to he has a job he has to protect people so this this whole idea of authority and hating on authority and all this stuff you know that's nonsensical theological wars with Gnostics, early Christian fathers needed followers that accepted authority rather than question it. Those in authority decided if you were on the right path or not. Like anywhere else, um, where, where he may be talking about the, the Roman Catholic system, which by God's grace, um, humanity was able to come out of by way of the, the Protestant Reformation, which is a movement of God, blessed by God, and yeah, there are times when people are enslaved, and they can be enslaved in many different ways. In that way, the peoples were enslaved um, religiously, right? And that continues on in the world as part of the fall. So there's nothing different and nothing that we don't already understand about that a type of en uh, uh, enslavery under the context of what is negative or what is bad. That's going to happen, and it continues to happen. In contrast, comedic spirituality teaches you to tap into your own inner guidance. Something we call The problem is that your own inner guidance has to be guided by something or else you're going to um uh, uh, um your you one person is going to communicate one revelation or one uh spirituality over the other. So someone has to say, someone at some point has to say, well, no, this is where it should be leading you into power. Well, what if I say that my uh, kinetic spirituality left, led me towards uh, the fact that these group of people are my enemies 
and I may have a negative spirit, but to you, that might be positive spirit because um, these people are, to your estimation, are evil people. So those are the bad guys, you see? So what happens within the, the self-control that we have, right, has to be guided, okay? Whatever we're learning has to be guided. How we learn to tap into each other has to be guided. We can't just be a free-for-all or else who knows what's going to come out of that supposed wisdom intuition and to validate your own path for yourself number three so he doesn't truly believe that because if he believed that then then there would be people leaving the comedic spirituality if you're doing it all for yourself and no rules no rules barred okay then you'd be leaving the comedic system You'd say, okay, no, I think we've transcended past that. And now we, we're, 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 we're transcended into a different realm where um, we recognize and we reinterpret um, what our forefathers thought. Okay? You, if, you, if you do that, then you're opening up a whole can of worms. Okay? And humans are good okay, at, op at opening up a new can of worms and creating religions upon religions upon religions. We know this to be true. So there's got to be something universal to guide us in a standard that's already fixed. Okay? So to speak against it is kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Christianity teaches you to serve the will of God even at the expense of your own authentic self. There it goes again. That we go back to the conversation of what is universal? What is authoritative? What is fatherly good what is motherly warmth what is motherly um uh, uh, uh protection right um to say to put a negative connotation on authoritativeness is basically just saying don't obey your parents okay there's got to be a universal what well, god represents himself in the scriptures as our father abba father okay that we can look at who's who's looking out for our best Okay, so there's nothing wrong with doing that. He's he's putting it. He's turning a spin on it, like most atheists. And I would say that he is practically an atheist because he doesn't believe in the God of the Bible. So he's got to turn it up on his head and make what's good bad and what's bad good. In contrast, comedic spirituality teaches that you are connected via spirit to all of nature, and that you and God are one being. There's no conflict between being the best you and connecting with God. So, so how does that interconnect towards um, God leading you? If you're interconnected and your own, your own, you're you're your own little God, then at what point are you going to take instruction? Where are you going to get instruction? Perhaps you're going to have heartburn and say, "Well, this is what God is communicating to me." Then it could be anybody that says that anyone could say anyone in a rubber room right now in a hospital ward can say the same thing so how do we know what is true and what is not true okay how do we know how can we test it how can we recognize it if another person is supposed to be getting a, a, a utilizing their own intuition and their own spirituality and they can get different communication how does one come together in this okay it, to me it seems like a free-for-all no holes barred no authoritative, no leadership. It's just everyone guiding themselves. So far, based on his character, his uh, his characterization of comedic spirituality. Number four, Christianity teaches you to loathe and hate yourself. 
For example, the doctrine of original sin teaches that you are born a sinner and morally and ethically corrupt because of the disobedience of the original parents of mankind, Adam and Eve. And that is why we have a Savior. And the Christian text speaks of that. The Old Testament text uh, alludes to it and prophesies his coming. And the New Testament text demonstrates that he has come. Okay, And when we look at him, he's the person that we want to be like. So we strive to be like Christ. And now he, indwell, he, he gives us the power to be like Christ so that we can live through him. So we can live through him. Our righteousness is no longer our own because we know if we are honest enough to look in the mirror, then know that we are not perfect, that we have our own, like he said, experiential, um, relational um, experiences to the world. And we see that we could have done this right. We could have done that better. We are not perfectly moral. Okay, he, I, I, I hope he's not trying to make an argument um, for being uh, perfectly moral. So how does one, what does one look to as a universal standard by which one can find an example of what one should be like, right? That is Christ. That's what we have. And so if we recognize this, it's not that we are hating ourselves, Okay, it's the fact that we look to him and we see him as perfection. And so with regard to the, the ruler of perfection, we see to ourselves that our ruler does not go half as far as God's, but we strive. And yet the Lord gives us of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to live within us. And that's how we grow. Okay, so it's completely cohesive and it's completely um, understandable in the scriptures and perfectly explained and that's how we counteract that we're not walking around hating ourselves um no we're we, we're seeing the growth in our in our in our lives and in, in bettering ourselves because of that spirit of god that indwells inside us that helps us in that growth because of this you need to be saved but Amen. you're barely worth saving I know some Christians will defend this, so I'm going to give a common sense affirmation. I want you to get up every morning and look in the mirror and say to yourself, I am a worthless sinner and only God can love me. Do this for 30 days and see what that does for your self-esteem. So the idea um, is, is, is the most important thing is self-esteem. Self-esteem, self-esteem. So self-esteem is seems to be, from what he's saying, is the goal for this individual. But we know that humans are not short of self-esteem. We know that there's a surplus of self-esteem, high self-esteem, in the world. That is why there's wars in the world. That's why there's selfishness in the world. That's why people have terrible communication with their spouses in the world. Okay, we got more than enough plenty self-esteem. It's when we recognize that we need we need to grow in Christ that we are able to love our neighbors, put ourselves to the side to then look out for our, for our families and mm -hmm. our loved ones and our neighbors. That's how we do it. So we're not in pursuit of self-esteem. We're just basically understanding the reality that, yeah, just like Romans um, uh, 5.12 says that, that through the first man, sin has come into the world and we're fallen. And we have the hope that we will be restored by way of Romans 8 that, that discusses this. And in that, at that time, but until then, we have the Holy Spirit within us that's helping us grow by the power of God.
to be better people. But the pursuit is not self-esteem. That's not the, 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 it, the, the pursuit is self um, uh, lifting up others. Okay. And that's how we lift up ourselves. That's how we be better people. And most people will agree that looking out for others, um, uh, giving is better than receiving. Giving to others is more rewarding than giving to yourself. Most people will agree with that. Well, my bad. You do that anyway. By contrast, comedic spirituality teaches you to know thyself. Because when you do, you can experience the magnificence of God through you. Because you're the ultimate expression of God on earth. No. The, the Bible declares that we've all sinned. And we have all come to the glory, to the, to the, um, to, we have all fall short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible teaches. So we can only be in Christ and, and, and do what he's talking about if we're in Christ. Aside of him, we have nothing. We can have nothing. We have no connection to, um, to God. Okay? It's only by way of believing and having faith in who Christ is and what he's done for us, okay, that we recognize that we have that attachment to the spirit. He says, unless one has, does have the spirit, he has nothing of mine. Okay? He is nothing. You're nothing of God's if you do not have God's Holy Spirit. Okay? So, looking into yourself, the Bible says that our hearts are wicked and, and desperately evil. Who can know it? Just by looking at the common sense history of mankind, um, like, um, like, like, uh, like, like John MacArthur once said, that the only time that there's been peace is only when people have just stopped in order to uh, lock and load. Okay? The, the, the world is defined by the histories of its pillaging and conquests and wars. That's how life in, in humanity is seen. If we're, if we're honest, if we're honest, excuse me, I have to have a little problem here. Okay. If we're honest, we'll see that this is that we, we are, our human nature is fallen. So if you can look into yourself and then you have the subjective reality and plus if you're in pursuit of self-esteem all the time, what do you think is going to happen? If anything, you know, in one way he says, well, we're fallen cr creatures that it's supposed to create in us and recognize in us humility, humility. But he sees it like, no, we're just going to be, we're going to be people who hate ourselves. So once again, he's flipping, uh, the teaching of the Christian text on its head. Number five, in Christianity, belief is the highest level of learning. Belief is based on opinions you have from others. In other words, because someone tells you that the Bible is the word of God, you're demanded to accept the opinion and look down upon as lacking faith if you question that opinion. So like any other belief, I'm sure his beliefs had to be taught to him. So what happened? Was he not able to or did he not want to question the people that were teaching him his comedic spirituality? What would have happened if he would have stood up and told that person, no, I believe that this is what the situation is and, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, it would have been the same thing that he probably would have been kicked out of, the, out, of the, out of the school or out of the teaching. Okay. So we have to come to learn at some point and no one just, um, unless you're in a cult, questions um, Christianity. They've got more than enough resources to read for themselves 
to check out the commentaries, to read the, the original languages, to go to different schools of thought. Christianity is 2,000 years of open transmission of the text and transmission and open um, uh, examination of all its doctrines. So I don't know what he's talking about. The true Orthodox Christian uh, faith is open and free and free to, for those to believe okay if they so choose to okay and so if they do choose then the Lord has worked through their heart to give them understanding that's what it's all about okay but this person is not um, examining Christianity in the same way that he examined his own comedic spirituality he's actually not um, using the same scrutiny this promotes self-doubt and low self-esteem. In contrast... There again, self-esteem, self-esteem. That's the pursuit. And if you notice, he has that in common with the world. In the world of psychology, it's all about self-esteem. Keep the person confident. Let them believe in themselves. Believe in yourself and you do this. Believe in that. And yet, at the same time, parallel to that, we want to also believe that you know we're supposed to look out for our neighbors and we're supposed to feed our neighbors and our enemies and we're supposed to do that how are we going to do that if we're building our self-esteem okay of which we have more than enough anyways because human preserva uh, preservation is is an instinct okay human preservation is an instinct and not just physical it's also mental and emotional psychological that we have human preservation we need less of us like uh, john the baptist said now um, I shall decrease and he will increase, okay? Not just in ministry, he was speaking about in all ways, okay? Because the Lord comes first. And only by putting other people first, okay, can you benefit from that and actually find joy. True joy is in receiving and in, in giving instead of receiving. Comedic spirituality teaches that experiential learning is the only way to gain true revelation for yourself. That sounds like someone who's schizophrenic who's hearing voices. It, literally, what he just said sounds like, okay, uh, the inside in intuition is how you're going to receive revelation to, to, to have the truth. It's coming from you. Okay, it's coming from your heartburn. It's coming from, from, from within you. How do you trust yourself? <coughs> Whoever told you that you were so divine, that you were so perfect, that you can trust yourself. If I ask them, are you perfect? Can you love perfectly? Can you do anything perfectly? <coughs> Physically, emotionally, or morally? He would say probably, he would have to say no. I would hope so, right? So how is it that from that ocean of imperfection, you're gaining so much in intuition of the truth, okay? Like I said, he sounds like somebody... Something that someone in a rubber room could say. True wisdom is the inner contemplation of knowledge. That's, that actually seems to be borrowed from a lot of um, Hindu religion. From, from within, from within, from within. The insights gained by the inner contemplation is the highest level of learning within the ancient comedic spiritual system. By default, this perspective promotes high self-esteem. Number six. Christianity keeps you connected to low vibrational energy with threats of damnation to hell for eternity. Well, okay, I'll have to hit that and split that up in order to hit it. 
um, number one, low vibrations. First of all, what are you talking about? There's this whole idea that they tap in, I believe, with some kind of um, uh, scientific understanding, which I'm not sure too sure about it myself. It sounds like a lot of gobbledygush, whatever, but it's used mm. constantly. It's used constantly. Vibrations this, vibrations that, you know, and that they talk about. Um, energy this, energy that. That's where all of this com this conversation comes from. And um, you see that mixed and meshed with all type of Hindu and Buddhist religion. It's all balled up in there. Um, basically, what all this is, is just a continuation of the resurfacing, a re-reviving of paganism which yes christianity tore up from the floor up and we became more advanced because of it and history demonstrates how that has been the case uh where christianity can be criticized is where people um took the moral understandings and the scriptural and the, um the 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 actual historical understanding and teaching of um of of christianity and they perverted it to suit themselves and to justify uh, their evils, okay? That's obvious, right? Um, but now he's talking about uh, vibrations, and uh, I forgot what he was talking about towards the latter half of that. You live with constant anxiety. It's implied that if you enjoy life too much, it's probably a sin. So uh, you 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 have conflict. Well, no, that's that's actually the opposite of the true Christian walk. In the true Christian walk, there's no anxiety, there's no peace, because as Paul says, we're now no enemies of God, because we've come to God. Now there's no condemnations to those who are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that our faith is our joy. Our joy is our faith, right? So we we have inner peace. Because we have inner peace with God. The Bible says that he is our sanctuary that we run to. We come to his throne in time of need. We have hope. We don't have the hope. Paul said that we do not suffer. We do not um, uh, mourn the way the world mourns. Okay? So that's quite the opposite. There's so many places in the scriptures where it demonstrates that, yeah, by faith, we can live a joyful life. You know, this whole idea of the pursuit, then the people that pursue the self-esteem seem to be the ones that are all depressed. But Christianity isn't about, about pursuing self-esteem. Okay, that's not what it's about. Keeps you in constant conflict within yourself. In contrast, comedic spirituality promotes living life as a gift and living life to the full. Well, if you have a gift, who's giving you that gift? You can't have a gift that's just found, then it's not a gift. You found it. Okay? No, I found this. Not, you know, it's, it's, if it's found, it's not a gift. And if it's a gift, that means someone gave it to you. So who gave it to you? And how do you know? Where does it say in your comedic scriptures or whatever, or your intuition, that someone gave you something? And what did they give you? See, they have no, no communication. They've got no, no, no rules. It's a religion, like Seinfeld's episodes on nothing. It's a religion on nothing, okay? Uh, no holes barred, no authoritative teachings other than, you know, what they, you know, what you impose upon yourself ultimately, okay? Um, and so they can't tie these loose ends together because they don't have a universal voice that not only commanded that not only is universal and, and absolute, it's also not walking with them as Christ, as God walked with 
Adam in the cool of the day, as we walk now with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit. They don't have that. They don't have a God that's living within them. They say that they are little gods, that they are part of God, but so is the tree. So, so is the rock, okay? That's pantheism, paganism. Salvation comes through gaining wisdom from personal experience and by staying true to the mission you incarnated to learn. Salvation from what? That's the point. No rhyme, no reason, convoluted and disjointed. Salvation from what? He says you're saved by your own intuition. By, to me, that sounds like by your own heartburn. By what, what, what direction the wind is blowing. That's what it sounds like to me. So the bottom line difference between Christianity and Kemeticism is that Christianity implores you to develop a relationship to God so that you can be... In nope. A relationship with God where we walk with God, where he indwells us, and we become one with God through Jesus Christ, who died for our sins in our perfection, which we can all have to admit, in order to come to him. And if we believe in what he's done for us on the cross and atoned based on the, the chosen people in, in Judaism that God elected to bring the system of forgiveness and atonement, if we believe that he did that for us on the cross, okay, that he took on all our sins, we can live in peace. The war is over, okay? That's the Christian message. His good graces and not be judged. On the other hand, comedic spirituality teaches you to develop the divinity within you and connect to it to find the peace and balance in your life. I find extremely hard to do that. How can you do that when you're not a perfect soul? <clears throat> How can you do that when you have no when when you're an imperfect person? How can you do that and question and not question your own mind, your own feelings, your own decisions? We've often decided, okay, well, you know what? I went to the wrong college or I married the wrong woman or I did. people make mistakes. People make mistakes all the time. How can you demonstrate that? And immorally how can you get past the fact that we know that we're, we don't love perfectly, that we don't um, care for people perfectly, that we have to work on our own issues, right? That, in, that, that, that goes along with the perfection-imperfection dynamic that is, uh, mm -hmm. that is true, that we can't ignore. The results of Christianity within the African diaspora has bared the fruit of many people around the world that live in an oppressed state of poverty and or self-hatred. Believing and accepting the anti-human doctrines like original sin has had a damaging effect. No so the Bible talks about bettering oneself in so many different ways. Not just the fact that you come to Christ and be saved, but also that you know we live in a, a clean life that we work and we have integrity within our relationships within human um uh society within within uh within our culture you see what i'm mm -hmm. saying so there's nothing absolutely wrong uh, at all that 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 you know that, in other words there's a human flourishing in all aspects within christianity being can develop themselves mentally or spiritually with an opinion of themselves that is based in a negative orientation. That can only make sense if you are painting the picture in a perverted way 
if that's the way you're misrepresenting Christianity, and I assure you that's exactly what he's doing, in order to say that, well, if you're depressed and if you're looking down on yourself, then you cannot um, uh, 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 progress in society. Well, yeah, if that's what Christianity was teaching, but I've just, um, I just demonstrated how, how pervertedly he's, he's, he's uh, misrepresenting uh, the teachings of historical Christianity. We have to share the negative belief systems of Christianity if we are to develop an advanced consciousness. My work is based on giving you the facts and the original paradigm of belief, appreciation, and love for self within the ancient African cosmology of Kemet. With Christianity, you begin to put yourself down because you can never measure up to perfection. The byproduct is you live judging others because you have to prop up your own self-esteem by comparing how worse off someone else is to yourself. There you go again with the self-esteem. So self-esteem seems to be uh, the altar by which this comedic spirituality hinges itself, perhaps, and seeking that, okay? But it's based on inward opinions and, like he says, intuitions of what is truth where he hasn't demonstrated by what by what standard he can demonstrate and actually believe in that type of uh, perfection within self in order to be able to live according to that or even to teach others to live according to that. If everyone's doing for themselves, everyone has an intuition. What if the, there's a pedophile or someone who, who's a sinner or a bank robber who wants to believe that that is a representation of his better self you know this the same arguments that we would use for for any atheist it's the same thing if we're relying on us to determine what's better then you know humans and people can go buck wild with that you then have disdain and loathing for others so so it's now not just a, a loathing for yourself but a loathing for for others based on it and what he's saying a imperfection uh, that you can never be attained but absolutely that's taking those christian scriptures completely wrong because the bible says that because christ loved much we love because he forgave much we love much okay um because what christ did for us now our good works come from that our appreciation to the Lord, because the Lord has told us, go now and feed the poor, uh, the, the widows and the orphans, keep the, yourself unspotted from the world, okay? So now we, we live according the way Christ walked, um, and that's what he's talking about. If, if, we are, if we know Christ, we'll walk as he walked, and we know that the way he walked was pure, was loving, he loved people, he wept, over those who are lost. He healed as many as he could find. So his mischaracterization in the clear scriptures is like, I mean, he's got really nothing to say here. Because in order for him to make his arguments, he has to completely pervert the tenets of Christianity, which have been known now for the past 2,000 years. So he's going to have to relearn, reteach Christianity. And I don't think he's going to be, he's go too far with that. And, and on top of that, what he's using in order to break down Christianity is something that's highly subjective, you know, based on intuition and inter-experiences. How are you going to beat that when, when, you, you're not, when you're not relying 
on an absolute and a perfect God who has clearly communicated, he's it basically it's a it's a bankruptcy religion that he has in a false spirituality. The Bible speaks of only two types of spirituality. What is good, which comes from God, and what is evil. There's no in-between point. If you don't have the true God spirituality, what you have is a spirit of deception. Product of comedic spirituality and loving who you are gives others the room to be themselves and love themselves. You can also love them wherever they are in their journey and respect them. It's time to remove the yoke of religion and reacquaint ourselves with the true spiritual wisdom and practices of the ancestors. Please like. Okay, so that was his presentation, and I think it was a bankrupt presentation. I think I'm, I'm just being honest. I would not say that honestly if, if I really didn't believe it. Um, not the, of course, as always, not the individual, but the arguments. Okay, that's basically what I'm trying to uh, balance here. And we'll see that if we truly understand Christian um, teaching, Christian um, Orthodox, Christian worldview, what's taught, literally what's taught in the scriptures, if we really know what's taught in the scriptures, you'll see that as, as what most atheists have to do, this gentleman has to turn Christianity and the truth of Christianity on its head and severely pervert the tenets of Christianity and the motive you know, uh, for these doctrines on their, on its head. And he has to completely misrepresent it. Okay. And, and, and again, what he's using to do it is a bankrupt, um, false spirituality, a religionistic perspective that says you look into yourself and you judge, but you know, whatever you say about yourself is true, but you know, and you're supposed to find some kind of salvation uh, and receive a gift, but we don't know from who, you know, we have no real attachment or direct communication from God, but we're supposed to know what to do based on our inner, um, you know, intuition. And we see how flimsy that is, okay? That's really, um, it doesn't sell very well, let's put it like that, okay? Uh, well, thanks for listening uh, once again, and uh, if there's any questions, you can always, uh, there's a link for questions and comments. And if you want to hear more on this or in any other topic, I will definitely uh, add that and include it into my podcast. Okay. But once again, thanks for being here. This is True News. And check out truenews365.com uh, for more podcasts and blogs and videos. And until next time, God bless.